Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Weird World Podcast, the podcast where we talk about weird stuff. It's pretty self-explanatory in the title. My name is Emma. I'm Dean. I'm Carrie. And Dean, I believe, will... Who's doing it? I am. You know, Dean. The one with the iPad in front of him. <laughs> Dean Carrie. is doing... Carrie's is over there eating fruit chews. The podcast. Yeah. What are you having? They are Fruity Layers. Black Forest Fruity Layers. Sponsors Black, Black Forest. <laughs> Okay. Fruity trios. It's my dinner. Okay. Go ahead, please. Indulge us. I have what, no what, idea what you're talking what about. What you got, Dean? What I have here is a tale, a tale of... Two lovers. No. <laughs> two even, cities? No, nothing. I don't know why. Does that have to be about twos? What's happening here? A Shakespeare. No, not that at all. <laughs> Charles Dickens. What I want to talk to you today is about tunnels. Okay. It's more oh. of an engineering podcast today. I hope you're okay with that. <laughs> I love some engineering podcasts. Tunnels have a long history, actually, of carnage. A lot of people die building tunnels. I mean, you're blasting through rock in usually rural, lonely, forested, mountainous areas, something like that, right? Yeah. One of the deadliest ever was known as the Hoosac Tunnel, H-O-O-S-A-C. This tunnel pierces through the Berkshire Hills in like, like Western Massachusetts, up by. <laughs> so we're just gonna blow right by that one we're gonna you? give you another western massachusetts that was kind of like donald trump that's like the worst state name what are you talking about i don't know what the orange of donald trump's uh <laughs> mistaken belief is but the... anyway this is a uh, kind of new england area i think northeast united states yes for those of them, I'm to <laughs> not everybody knows but most people probably don't know where the berkshire hills are right? yeah most people probably don't know where massachusetts is so yes there you go so it's near a town called North Adams. I'll come up in a little bit. Okay. So that part of the country was seen as kind of, this is like, think the early 19th century. So okay. the 1800s, it was, you know, uh, port activity there in Boston was a bustling, but it was hard to get those goods and sell them over in kind of Western New England. So they saw that area, the Berkshire Mountain. They needed to get through the Berkshire Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I've messed up Massachusetts and Berkshire already. They needed to get through that area to get all the goods and, and increase trade through, the, through into the, the inner parts of New England. Okay? With me so far? Makes sure. sense. Do we know yeah. the time frame of... Have Early you 1900s. It? Yeah. Okay. Just about a sentence ago. Okay. As a matter of fact. Or, I, so, the early 1800s. Early 1800s. Okay, gotcha. Uh, the Berkshires aren't super hit high. They're less than 3,000 feet in altitude, but they're pretty rugged. So, and some folks even thought about building tunnels through there as part of a canal system back in like 1819. They had a proposition, hmm. but nothing ever happened. But here we are. The railroads are now filling out the area. So they thought, hey, it is high time we build a rail tunnel through mm. the Berkshires. Sure. High time. Okay. You thought I was kidding. This is an engineering and tunnel <laughs> podcast. <laughs> a company, a rail company called Troy and Greenfield started building the Hoosac Tunnel in 1851. Long time ago. Yes, it is. Yeah. The word, by the way, Hoosac, I guess this is probably an Indian word. It means mm -hmm. place of rocks. And it's that a, was it's a good huh. name. It's a clever name. It is. It is. It's. Uh, I've noticed that so often the the, the name sounds you know exotic to yeah. us, but in its native tongue, it's always incredibly generic and it simple. It means and it means water. <laughs> <laughs> Aquafina. That means good water? That's not the name. <laughs> so it was rock. Hard rock. Good old New England granite. So the going was extremely slow. So they started the tunnel uh, building in 1851. It would not be finished until 1875. Oh, my sweet 
Baby Lord. Wow. It would connect. How, wait, how long was this tunnel? I'm getting to that. Okay. It's like it the, the mall over by the 99 yeah. entrance. <laughs> that'll, that'll never be finished. It, it connected Florida. This is a town in Western Massachusetts, oh. not the retiree hmm. in Alligator Haven that you're probably thinking of. Not America's garbage can. <laughs> wow. Ooh. Am I wrong, though? Florida, Am I wrong? Florida listeners, we apologize for Emma. I don't. <laughs> I'm but, sorry. But she's not wrong. So it would, it would connect Florida with North Adams in the West. It would travel a grand total of 4.75 miles. Okay. That's Wait. That's how hard this was. Yes. That's like nothing. You heard that right. So a quarter yeah. of a century to dig through this stone in Western Massachusetts to connect two rail lines less than five miles apart. That's insane. Okay, you guys. What? what? Are you defending the mid-19th century tunnel engineers now, Carrie? Yeah. That's so little distance. Yeah. I could walk that in 15 minutes. Uh, I beg to differ. <laughs> oh my God. I'm joking. You. First of all, a couple of days. Second of all, I think a, a couple of lives because I think you die in the way. To walk four miles would take days? Uh, 4.75. Well, when we tried to tell you it wasn't that far to walk a qu- three quarters of a mile, you f- freaked out. Because you, you acted like it was going to take three minutes. When no, you I You were think... like, oh, you could leave just right now and walk and get there in time. No, I couldn't walk to work. No, and... we yes. literally said it would take 20 minutes and it wasn't no. A, no, you know, do it now you thing. Almost took us to court to divorce. Him. You're you're lying <laughs> that you you never once said 20 minutes. I said it would probably take about 20 to 30 minutes, and you were like, no, 10, 15 tops. Maybe three. That was a Tim embellishment. Well, we were probably right. It's nope, less than a mile. Y'all were wrong as hell. <laughs> I don't remember this, but oh, you do too. Okay, I remember. <laughs> this was old timey hard kind of works too, too right? They yeah. dug with shovels and picks. They did have black powder. To help them cut through the middle of the mountain. What's, what is black powder? Explosive. Oh, okay. Like they'd use for, I guess, guns and stuff like that. But it wasn't super effective. Mm-hmm. And it was very dangerous work. By the, yeah. time, by the time, what, yeah, what? She's agreeing with you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would be da- and it would be dangerous to blow holes in it. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, what if it all just collapses down well, and kills you? Yeah, you will get to that. Okay. By the time the tunnel is completed, 180 to 200 men had died <gasps> during the construction of yeah. it. Oh my goodness gracious, for 4.75 miles. Mm, yeah. Was I correct on the number there? Yes, you were. Fuck Good yeah. One. Good one. <laughs> Explosions, fires, uh, tunnel collapses, and gas fumes all took their toll in human blood. Wow, that's insane. Think about this, though. I mean, think about that. That's eight... It's about eight deaths per year, mm-hmm. roughly. I mean, you had a legitimate yeah. chance of dying if you were on the tunnel crew of yeah. the Hoosack Tunnel. I don't care how desperate I was for a job. I'd be like, ah, what's the pay like? <laughs> maybe, maybe this I is... I want you to raise. Everybody's dying. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, but back in those days, lots of jobs were dangerous. I mean, Living, even basically. Even now, lo- yeah. I mean, look at miners. Young kids die all the time working <laughs> if you're at under Starbucks. Eight- if you're under 18, you're most likely going to die. I know. it. <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> you said minors. Uh, you, you said, oh. <laughs> yeah, she, she hasn't got she that yet. Four out of kids die from diarrhea. <laughs> That's a callback. Four out of five kids. Four out of five. What did I say? Four out of five kids die from <laughs> To Jack's credit, he realized it immediately. <laughs> so, and here's the thing. You notice that I said a range, 180 to 200. That's an estimate. They didn't actually know 
have an exact count of how many people died how? in their goddamn tunnel because people die and they go, oh, wow. oh, he was here. Now he's not here. Maybe he died. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he left early. Maybe. You never know. Just <laughs> took off. There was no OSHA back in those days. Oh, God. Who needs OSHA when you have uh, uh, eight people a year dying yeah. in your tunnel? So the carnage was so terrible that the miners gave it a name. They called it the Bloody Pit. Mm, fitting. Huh. Hoosack Tunnel became known as the Bloody Pit. The invention of nitroglycerin and then TNT promised to make things go faster. This was, it could blow much, much bigger holes than black powder. Wait, so. TNT didn't exist before mid-1800s? Nope. Nope. You oh, know who invented it, don't you? my word. J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. As a matter of fact, it was Moses. No, it was Alfred Nobel. Hitchcock. Ooh. He felt so bad about it, he started up a thing called the Nobel the Peace, Peace Prize. Prize. Oh, His invention killed lots and lots and lots you know of people. He made, that, he, this is what he intended it for, though. Yeah. Construction, for engineering, good stuff. not for yeah. killing and, people. And, 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 yeah. So he, but huh. anyway, TNT came along. Uh, the problem, though, of course, in terms of using it in the Hoosack Tunnel is that it was indeed brand new. The very first use of TNT in the United States was at the Hoosack Tunnel on March 20th, 1865. Well, isn't that notable? Which is about that's a year notable. after it was invented. It is notable. Yes, it is. Like Nobel Peace Prize, get it? Oh, it's that's a, a good one. That's a pun. That's a clever pun. Hey, it's yes. no, it was Nobel Amer- an American? He was Swedish. Okay. I do, do not want to... Uh, accept your Nobel Prize now because he was an American? Are you being a, a, a jingoist? I'm confused. What are you... I mean, come on, Carrie. <laughs> Have I been nominated for a Nobel <laughs> Peace Prize? Uh, you know what? That I'm not aware of? I'm, I'm not supposed to tell. It was, a, it was a surprise, but I'm just saying. You're you might want to pick out a fancy just, dress. No, because I was wondering. <laughs> you might want to dress. take to Stockholm. Yeah, oh, that's, Oslo that's why I was wondering why, why they're done out of Sweden. That's and, why. And but So why was the first use of it here? The first, no, the first use of it in the United States was at the Hoosac oh, Tunnel. Okay. Yes. It had been around for about a year by then. Not the first use ever. Yes. Emma, like you know. Well, I can surmise. <laughs> yes, Carrie. I can deuce that from my sentence. Okay. Keep up, Carrie. <laughs> you gotta Come listen. On. It was 4.75 miles. How long was it? <laughs> I'm sorry. So it was in the early 1900s. I'm sorry, time frame? Time frame. <laughs> I'm going to need a time frame. <laughs> this, this was when, in March of 1865, when Ringo Kelly... And his buddies, Ned Brinkman and Billy Nash, decided they were going to start nitroing their way through the Hoosack Tunnel in the, into the Berkshires. The, the three men were supposedly or they're ex- described as explosive experts. Oh. But, I mean, how could they be? At least not with exactly. TNT. Certainly. You couldn't yeah. be. And, and also, re- remember, relatively safe TNT would not be invented for another two years. So this is the first kind of iteration of TNT, and it was it was pretty dangerous. Yeah. It was quite unstable. So, uh, but still, they figured, you know what? We're going to use a super unsafe TNT for the first time ever. <laughs> We've got a can-do attitude. That's called good old American gumption. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So they did. They built a kind of protective structure. Like, I guess <laughs> like stones. Like, well, you know, they're gonna light it and go run and 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 get inside oh to hide this, behind to hide behind a structure. Oh, wow. Yeah, what did you think? I don't know. Are you picturing well, an igloo or no? Like a I don't know. A protective what I was structure to protect what you were them. Not, you were not specific. Well, yeah, 
Okay. But Emma and I surmised. We Did surmised. you surmise? Stop saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, that. Uh, they built this structure and they planted the first charge of TNT at kind of the, what was at the time the end of the tunnel, right? They're going to push it in a little more into the mountains, right? Sure. So Ringo Kelly set the charge and he f- lit the fuse and then fled for the bunker, right? Right. Only apparently it seems he was a tad fuzzy on how long his fuse needed to be. Uh, I, I would have to say it should have been longer mm, because the explosion came a little early. <gasps> Fortunately, though, for Ringo Kelly, he was faster than both Nash and Brinkman. And that's critical <gasps> because Ringo Kelly made it to the bunker, ducked down inside and survived. The Nash and Brinkman did not. They didn't get there in time and it just uh, it rained I think it just just massive rock, rock. Debris just raining on them and people okay. them instantly why did it take three men to light a fuse because they were all explosives experts I don't know they were just uh, they were excited out. yeah Carrie they all wanted to be they, you don't have one person put TNT into the tunnel you gotta have three people do it well I know everybody put it in there get mm-hmm. it all set up yeah maybe you didn't tell him draw straws he's lit it ran two guys what, why is he running oh shit <laughs> Yeah. Did he like the fuse? What a dick. Booking it. No, they don't get there in time. I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't yeah, you're right. You're right. It could, yeah, have two go, yeah. Wait, go in the bunker already. Have one guy light it. And the fastest one. Yeah, which was, which was, it turns out, Ringo <laughs> Kelly. Yeah. But uh, hindsight is always twenty twenty. So. <laughs> yeah, so That's they'll, true. They'll get it right next time. You, oh. you were defending these mid-19th century uh, engineers. Not so much anymore, Carrie. Now you're kind of attacking them. Yeah. No, I'm not. They're feeling a little attacked here, Carrie. Yes. Yes, it's not very nice. Well, so they weren't experienced. Yeah, that's true. No, they were experts. They're, but inexperienced with both TNT. Inexperienced experts. So whether <laughs> out of fear or regret, Kelly disappeared a few days later. Oh, Kelly. I mean, you can't blame him. Um, <laughs> they had family I think he felt bad. I basically sure killed did. two men, so I'm going to run. He did not show up again in the, in the Hoosack Tunnel for one full year. Mm. When he did show up is March 30th, 1866, where he was found dead. Aww. Oh my God. His body was discovered two miles inside the tu- Hoosack Tunnel at the exact point where his underfused charge had killed Brinkman and Ash. Oh. Kelly had been murdered. Oh my God. He was strangled to death, and they. Uh, I did not see that. Sometime coming. between midnight and three in the morning. Wow. So I was expecting a suicide. I was as well. No, it was murder. My guess is he came back to town. And somebody. Yeah. Somebody who'd liked our family of. So, I mean, it, he, you know, could he have, but here's the thing. Rumors started almost immediately. Was he choked by ghostly hands? <laughs> Probably. Miners started, started thought so. And they thought that, that Brinkman and Ash were in their haunted tunnel. And for whatever reason... They lured our, our, our Kelly went in there and they killed him. Sure, maybe it was family who, who took him in there and strangled him as, as kind of a, a poetic vengeance. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people thought it was a ghost. Or possibly it was the ghost of the families of Binkman and Ash. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm spitballing here. But <laughs> the murder was never solved. Huh. Not sure how Shit. hard they tried to solve it. So pro- was, yeah. What? I know. I well, doubt they tried that hard. He, I mean, he was persona non grata in the Berkshires at that point for yeah. killing a couple of coworkers. But this was the beginning of the haunting of the bloody pit. 
Oh, hauntings, mm. plural, because I had no, I did not think this was going to turn into a haunting. Oh, girl, it's a ghost story. Cool. The tunnel became something of, of something to fear, kind of. You know, not only were you a good chance of dying, but now it was it was potentially haunted, and it was already mm-hmm. this nasty. Think this nasty. It's dark. It's dank. Water was constantly dripping and oozing over the rock Ugh. when you're inside there. It's just from a, where? From the from surrounding the- mountain. Remember, they're literally digging through a mountain, so yeah. groundwater is above them. The mountain is above them, oh. mm-hmm. so groundwater is, is dripping and oozing into this tunnel, twenty four seven. It's dark. Lighting is hmm. not very good. It was it was fueled by oil or gas or something like that. So it was just it was a nasty, dark. Probably dang, lots choking. of pneumonia. Yeah, it was bad. Workers though started to make it worse. Workers started reporting hearing weird noises and cries, as if someone was screaming in agonizing pain from inside the tunnel. Hmm. It got so mm-hmm. bad that company officials could. It was getting increasingly difficult to get people to work inside that tunnel. After yeah. dark, and they, you know, this is the 1860s, so you know, you work as long as you're as they tell you to work, mm-hmm. and you might die, but that's okay. That's fine. It's called capitalism. <laughs> so they, uh, it, it was they're hard, even even with what I don't know, I don't know, overtime, whatever. They couldn't get people to go in there at night, so they were getting a little bit nervous because the rumors were that the Husak tunnel was haunted. Luckily, though. Not everybody believed these ghostly tales. So in 1868, the railroad called a guy named Paul Travers. He was a mechanical engineer, sound mind, feet in the ground. <laughs> he, he didn't levitate everywhere he no, went? No, he did not. Oh. He did not. Okay. He did not. <laughs> they made sure of it. Absolutely. And then he's the right man for the job. Damn right he is. Because if you levitate, you can't. How can you investigate the tunnel yeah, if you don't I levitate? Sure. So he was an educated man. He, was a, he had been a respected officer in the Union Army in the recently ended Civil War. He heard the rumors about the sounds and the tun- tunnels and whatever, and he wrote it off as superstition. He thought it was just kind of the creepy atmosphere inside the tunnel and probably just wind kind of whistling through the crags and the crevices mm-hmm. of the tunnel. That makes sense. He wrote, quote, The men constantly complain of hearing a man's voice cry out, cry out in agony and refuse to enter the great shaft after nightfall. Mr. Dunn, who is a, a company official, he has, re- has reassured them time and time again that the strange sound is nothing more than the wild wind sweeping down off the mountainside. Our work has slowed to the point where Mr. Dunn asked me to help him conduct an investigation into the matter. So he's called in as kind of the original ghost hunter. Mm-hmm. He and, and Travers figures, okay, I'll put these phantoms to the test. So on September 8th, 1868, Travers and Dunn entered the tunnel. He would later write about his experience inside the haunted Ooh. tunnel. Quote, Last night, Mr. Dunn and I entered the Great Tunnel at exactly 9 p.m. We traveled about two miles into the shaft and then stopped to listen. As we stood there in the cold silence, <laughs> we both heard, this is a letter too, by the way, or an accounting of it. We both heard what truly sounded like a man groaning out in pain. As you know, I have heard the same sound many times during the war. So I don't, oh. I don't know, he's, he's writing an old war buddy, I'm not sure. Yet when we turned up the wicks on our lamps, there were no other human beings in the shaft except Mr. Dunn and myself. I'll admit, I haven't been this frightened since Shiloh. Shiloh <laughs> was a horrific, bloody battle in the Civil War. Mm. Mr. Dunn agreed that it wasn't the wind we heard. Perhaps Nash or Brinkman, I wonder? Probably. So, was it haunted or was this something <laughs> along the lines of every Ghost Hunter t- TV show of all time where the ghost hunters go inside the whatever, the, the, the closed insane asylum mm-hmm. and they 
always hear something or see something that no one in the audience can hear or see. It's all that. just confirmation bias. If you go into something thinking, I'm going to hear a creepy noise, yeah. you're probably going to hear a fucking creepy noise. But if we trust this guy's account, uh, he, he said it was all bullshit. So he went there yeah. expecting mm. to find nothing and hear nothing. He was mm-hmm. expecting it to be wind, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there he was sure it was not. Mm-hmm. So, so was it? The as you say, the confirmation bias. The the, the uh, you know what was there? Eighteen ghost hunting shows, and they mm-hmm. always seem to like. What was that? I don't know. Oh my god, there's something. It's in the corner. It's from over there. Let's put the FLIR camera on it. Was just yeah. you know. So, uh, or was it the ghost of Brinkman and Ash? Well, one is rooted in reality, and the other one is not, in my opinion. One <laughs> month later, everybody would forget about Brinkman and Ash, and for that matter, Travers and Dunn. Hmm. When tragedy struck again, workers were digging a shaft to ventilate the tunnel. So they're going above, right? Think uh, on the top of the mountain, you had to dig a vertical shaft to ventilate the tunnel. Otherwise, it would just get too poisonous, in there, mm-hmm. right? The, these workers, by the way, were apparently Cornish miners, because Cornish miners were known for doing some really nasty mining What's work. Cornish? Cornwall, Cornwall is from people from Cornwall, which is in Britain, Great Britain. So oh, they, they okay. recruited. I have this from one source, by the way, that they're Cornish. I'm not going to say the name of that source. It's another podcast, and I've I've yet. It's a podcast that is very very popular, but doesn't always source very well. And I've I've seen this this reference to Cornish miners absolutely nowhere else in any sources I've read. So I'm not sure it was oh. made up. But well, anyway, <laughs> Poldark has Cornish miners. Do they? Okay, mm-hmm. Poldark. <laughs> Carrie with a, one of her many Poldark. PB, PBS fans. Huge fan. We'll know what I'm fans. talking about. Yes, they will. You and that other person will know what you're talking about. We'll know exactly. About. What you're talking about. So these miners dug and blasted their way down from the mountain ridge over 500 feet above. And at the top of that shaft, the ventilation shaft, was a building that, was, that had a pumping station, because again, you had to pump out water constantly. But it also, this building, little building, also housed a bunch of fuel and explosives used for the digging. <sighs> see where this is probably going. No one knows exactly what happened, but Somehow, some kind of, probably a spark ignited the flammable materials up in that little building and it lit the building, right? Oh so my it gosh. burst in the flame. Those four men who were minding the, the pump there and in that building, they, uh, they took, the, and, and by the way, minding the elevator where all the, the miners were using to go up and down and they were down in the bottom of the shaft at that, at that moment when, when the uh, building caught on fire. Yeah. So the four men in there took off. They fled in the face of the fire. I mean, you can't blame them. Right. Yeah. The building exploded just after they, they fled the building. Rocks and, and mining equipment uh, rained down on the miners in the narrow shaft below. Oof. The mm. pumping station then itself collapsed and followed the debris into the dark, Ooh. crushing and killing the Cornish miners. How many? 13. <gasps> wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Those, so the men above, they kind of regrouped and they scrambled to save their colleagues. They sent one of them down, I'm going to guess the smallest one, named Mallory. They sent it down to kind of a basket on ropes, I guess, yeah. to check for survivors. The problem was, of course, there's the horrific fumes. Mm-hmm. So he, he fought the fumes as long as he could, but he was finally overcome, I guess, tugged on the rope, and they frantically pulled him back. By the time they got him up to the ground, he was barely conscious. He collapsed under the ground, and he, he then shook his head and gasped out. No hope. Oh. So huh. with, now with no pump, the 500, 538 foot shaft began to fill with water almost immediately. 
some of the bodies actually floated up <gasps> toward the surface Ew. and were recovered. Yeah. Uh, not all of them, though. And so the company decided to stop building that particular ventilation shaft, and they left it alone as kind of an uh, impromptu tomb mm. for over a year. Ew. After a year, though, they said, we need to finish that ventilation shaft, right? Yeah. I mean, business is business. <laughs> Come on, you got a year. So as they dug, as they went down again, finally, they found the remaining bodies of the 13 unlucky Cornish miners who it turns out had lived <gasps> through the initial explosion. Uh, the reason we oh know is because at the bottom of the shaft, they found a raft the miners had built to try to float up the water as it was rising and, and until they can get to the top or be rescued before they got there. But they must have succumbed to the fumes before they got up there because they're all dead. Oh, my God. That's awful. Yeah, it is. It's that's terrible. tragic. So this was a horrific. This is the worst tragedy. The worst single tra tragic incident in the Hoosack Tunnel. 13 yeah. miners dead. Even before the disheartening discovery of those bodies a year later of the remaining miners, rumors were, were rampant almost immediately after it happened. Remember, they only they, they found a few. They obviously knew the rest were dead. Or thought. They assumed they died at, mm -hmm. at, at the initial explosion, though. But people, same thing. They started hearing muffled cries again. And they started seeing these, these fleeting phantoms sort of flitting around the tunnel in the dark, you know, just out of sight and in their peripheral vision. Uh, witnesses claim to see the ghosts of the dead miners not only in the, the gloomy tunnel itself, but in the mountains surrounding the, the work site. They were said to always be carrying their tools as if they're on the way to work for the morning to start their shift. So a, a journalist named Glenn Drowen, working for the North Adams Transcript newspaper at the time, wrote, During the time the miners were missing, villagers told strange tales of vague shapes and muffled wails near the water-filled pit. Workmen claimed to see the lost miners carrying picks and shovels through, the, through a, shroud of mist, a shroud of mist and snow at the mountaintop. The ghostly apparitions would appear briefly, then vanish, leaving no footprints in the snow and giving no answers to the miners' calls. You imagine, hey, Bob, Bob, he disappears. There's no footprints in the snow. Oh my Bob God. Bob wasn't there. Bob died in the, in the ventilation shaft <laughs> six months ago. <laughs> His name wouldn't be Bob, it'd be Cornish probably. Llewellyn, no, that's Welsh. I don't know yeah. Cornish names. Do you know any know Cornish Corn names? Paul Dark. George. Paul Dark. Is, that, is, he, is he Cornish? Yeah. Are they in Cornwall? Then yes. Paul, Paul Dark. They're, well, they're that's all the last name. name. Oh, that's the last name. Whatever. George was his brother. Oh, okay. George. They're all named what George What was now. Paul Dark's name? I have I no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no one does. <laughs> Again, the PBS listeners. Or watchers. Both of them. So once all the 13 bodies were recovered, the ghost disappeared they're no longer seen after that so they i don't know give them the decent burial kind of thing and they mm -hmm. but was that the end of the hauntings of the bloody pit i don't think, I so. Don't think no, so because i'm not done with my notes <laughs> two more early ghost hunters next took up the challenge of this bloody pit dr clifford owens and james mckinstry the latter mm -hmm. he was an engineer he was in charge of drilling operations at the tunnel at the time um, they decided again to go inside the tunnel and see what they could see to, to ghost hunt and solve it and tell all the workers to stop being such babies, right? So on June 20, 25th, 1872, they go into the tunnel at 11.30 p.m. at night. Ooh. Why? Yeah, why? Why was, I mean, why do people do that? I don't, I've never understood that. Why, how about 11.30 a.m.? How about <laughs> noon? High noon? I, I don't know. I guess you're going to a tunnel. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's dark inside or outside. But anyway, Owens will later write, quote, 
On the night of June 25th, 1872, James McKinstry and I entered the Great Excavation at precisely 11.30 p.m. We had traveled about two full miles into the shaft when we finally halted to rest. Except for the dim, smoky light cast by our, our lamps, the place was as cold and dark as a tomb. James and I stood there talking for a minute or two and were just about to turn back when suddenly I heard a strange, mournful sound. It was just as, as if someone or something was suffering great pain. See the motif? That a lot of these ghosts are, mm -hmm. are agonizing wails and whatnot. The next thing I saw was a dim light coming along the tunnel from a westerly direction. At first, I believed it was probably a workman with a lantern. Yet as the light grew closer, it took on a strange blue color and appeared to change shape almost into the form of a human being without a head. Oh, Ooh. huh. You heard that right. A headless ghost two miles into a haunted tunnel. That'll scare the shit out of me. They are so glad they decided to be ghost hunters at that point. <laughs> I'm sure. Imagine they are. They, I'm sh no doubt they shit themselves. I would. He left it out of the letter, but I'm assuming they both shit themselves. <laughs> this is Owen's skin. The light seemed to be floating along about a foot or two above the tunnel floor. Now, it's just a blue light, remember? That looks vaguely like a human shape. In the next instant, it felt as if the temperature had suddenly dropped and a cold, icy chill ran up and down my spine. Huh? I don't know if this is when the event. Remember the whole. Now it's, a, it's an absolute motif. Mm -hmm. The ghost is in the room. It suddenly becomes it's really cold, cold yeah. right? I, I, I don't know if this is the first mention of that. This is 1872. Uh, the headless form came so close that I could have reached out and, and touched it. But I was too terrified to move. No shit. And, and he had a little bit of load in his back, back <laughs> of his pants. And I shit my pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't want to move. So for what seemed like an eternity, McKinstry and I just stood there gaping at the headless thing like two wooden Indians. His racism. Uh -oh. not Racist. Mine, not mine. The blue light remained motionless for a few seconds as if it were actually looking us over, then floated off toward the east end of the shaft and vanished into thin air. I think it was lightning bugs. Ooh, good one. I like that. Ball lightning. <laughs> I am above all a realist, he continued, nor am I prone to repeating gossip and wild tales that defy a reasonable explanation. However, in all truth, I cannot deny what James McKinstry and I witnessed with our own eyes. So, what do you think of that? Blue light, looked him over, disappeared. That's fucking weird. It's aliens. Mmm. Aliens now, huh? Aliens. Okay. All right. Not a ghost? Nope. Aliens. And a blue light? Vaguely human form? No. Aliens. Because aliens don't have heads. No. That's, some so. do. Well, they I'm can. Sure. They can. Have you not seen Star Wars? They all have heads. Aliens can. They they have powers. So if they don't want you to see your head, then. <laughs> oh, there you go. Sure. <laughs> We're not done with the bloody pit. October sixteenth, eighteen seventy-four. A hunter in the area. His name is Frank Webster. He disappeared while out hunting. The first mystery is this. Massachusetts had someone whose, whose job description was hunter in 1874? I guess. That weird, isn't well, it? Well, who said yeah. it was his job? That, he's described as a hunter. Yeah, a person out hunting okay, is a hunter. I, so. I don't know. The way, the way it read, <laughs> it was like, that was, that was that his was gig. His that job. was his job as a hunter. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I don't know, man. It seems like that'd be like 1784 not, or 72. No, I don't know. People hunt now. I know, but this is Massachusetts. No, if it was like an <laughs> occupation. Is anybody a hunter as an occupation? Well, again, did it specify that it was his occupation? Uh, I'm going to say yes, it did. He is just saying that it didn't specify either, <laughs> but the way that uh, it was written made it seem as though it was his occupation. Thank you. No, thank you. I think that was only in your head. Why, why don't you stop talking? 
The, okay, well, there's another mystery, though, is what the hell happened to Frank Webster? Okay, you happy with that, Carrie? Can we go with that mystery then? Hunting Carrie? accident. Oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, now you're just ruining everything, Carrie. He wasn't even out hunting. <laughs> it turns out, folks went searching for Webster and found him three days later, wandering along the banks of the Deerfield River. Oh, he wasn't dead. No. He was alive. He was in shock and barely coherent. He had a strange story to tell. According to Webster, he had been out hunting, minding his own business, when strange voices told him to go inside the Hoosack Tunnel. Oh, God. Oh, sure. And you got to follow whatever those strange voices tell you to do. He had a gun, and, they, and they're and disembodied voices, so they probably didn't have a gun. He must have reasoned, so he did. He obeyed the strange voices, and he went into the tunnel. You happy okay. now? Yeah. Carrie. <laughs> Once inside the tunnel, he spotted ghostly figures just kind of like shuffling about in the tunnel. In the, yeah. the, the, the I, I would guess, very poor light. That'd be scary for sure. But it was scarier still when one of the, the ghostly forms suddenly reached out and snatched the gun out of his hand. Ooh. That, they, uh, one of them, that, 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 that ghost or figure then you know, reared up with the rifle and swatted him over the head with it. And it's lights out for Webster. He was unconscious. His next memory was wandering along the riverbank, lost and confused until the searchers found him. So he has some significant missing time, according to his story. He did not even remember leaving the tunnel. So you have to ask, who got him out of the tunnel? Or what? Did he have a lump on his head? He, when he was found... He not only had a lump on his head, Kara, he was covered in cuts and bruises of the beating that he described having experienced inside the tunnel. I think he just ate some like weird berries. Mm-hmm. Mushrooms. He found some wild yeah. mushrooms. Some shrooms, maybe. Some shroomies. Shrooms, he said he thought he'd go inside a tunnel, see some ghosts, get his ass kicked by him. Yeah. Damn. Or he just that hallucinated would... everything. Yeah, that would explain it. I choose to believe that ghost kicked <laughs> And then he tripped over a rock and fell down a hill. Yeah. And that's oh, and how he all got all of his cuts and, yeah. <laughs> That's the sound that when you come out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so the tunnel was completed on February 9th, 1875. And a train filled with 125 riders and three flat cars and a box car traveled from North Adams to, I guess, Florida on the first trip to, you know, inaugurate the tunnel. Christen it? I don't know, whatever they say. But that was still not the end. Apparently, I guess the tunnel was not immediately just train traffic, because in the, in the latter part of, of 1875, not long after it was finished, a horse-drawn wagon carrying firewood driven by Harlan Mulvaney went into the tunnel. Okay. I, hopefully, they, had, they checked schedules, and there wouldn't yeah. be a train coming through. I'm sure mm-hmm. they did. No one knows what exactly what Harlan saw, but suddenly, Mulvaney comes just careening out of the tunnel, whipping his horses frantically terrified he doesn't stop when he gets out of the tunnel he continues driving the wagon into the forest and out of sight from the from the workers there at the outside of the tunnel at the mouth of the tunnel his team of horses was finally found three miles away in the forest Mulvaney himself though was never (gasps) seen again i'm gonna end every every sentence like that even it was like totally mundane the tunnel was completed (laughs) So, disappeared. Hmm. The driver. Something scared the shit out of him inside that tunnel. Mm. Probably a ghost this is. Just, he just drives his team three miles in, jumps off, and, and runs into the forest. But there were other people there, right? People where? 
around. I mean, no, he drove, <laughs> <laughs> he drove him to think they're at the mouth of the tunnel, right? He comes out of the tunnel, freaking out, screaming, whipping his horses, drives into the forest. They don't see him. They find the horses three miles away. Well, but somebody saw him go in and yes, then come, and come out. out. Yes. So, okay. Yeah, at the mouth of, again, at the mouth of the tunnel. So he was not he was never yelling or after screaming that. or well, yeah, Carrie. saying, was explaining, I saw a ghost. I'm going to go into the forest now and disappear. No, Carrie, he just, was, huh? He was so freaked out he probably didn't say a damn word. Didn't say a damn word. Huh. I'm questioning this whole story. Are you, Carrie? Story. Are you? Why? Because that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, though, that not all the ghosts were evil in the Hoosack Tunnel. Joseph Impoco of Boston went to work for the Boston and Main Railroad that had now was now op- operating the line. This is about 1900-ish, I think. He was only 18 years old when he started work there, and he was given the job of chipping off ice on the tracks in the winter. Or at least oh, that's God. One, oh my one of his gosh. Duties. I think he was probably like a, you know, an all around whatever boy, boy, yeah. go do this. But so he's chipping off ice in the winter and he claims he had heard a voice, a ghost voice say, run Joe, run quote from him. I turned and sure enough, there was number 60 coming at me. Boy, did I jump back fast. <laughs> when I looked, there was no one there. So he told a local newspaper in 1977. That's a nice ghost looking yeah. out for him. Doesn't want another ghost friend. <laughs> <laughs> Just six weeks later, Impoca was prying freight car wheels wheels from ice-caked tracks. So, cool job, by the way. When, again, a voice yelled, Joe, Joe, drop it, Joe. And again, he obeyed, and he instantly dropped this. He was, he was holding a metal crowbar. That's what he was using to pry. He dropped it immediately. A millisecond later, 11,000 volts of electricity shot through the rod. <gasps> From a short-circuited power line just over his head. Oh, my God. He lived. It seems, however, though, that not all the ghosts of the Buddy Pit liked Joe. Because later, he was, he was carrying trees from the entrance to the tunnel, right? And I guess just logs or something. And a huge oak at the mouth of the tunnel fell. He, he raced clear of the tree in just a nick of time. He's able to... to um, to, to get clear as, as it crashed to the ground. But during that run, he claimed to have heard a maniacal kind of evil laugh as he was, as he was fleeing. And he, was, he said he was certain it was not from one of the crew that was working with him. I think <laughs> that last part, maybe. You're uh, sure? Yo, yeah, absolutely positive you didn't have some enemies there. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, look at that dumbass laugh because a tree almost ran away from a tree, almost fell on him. I don't know why I'm making him southern <laughs> yeah. in Massachusetts. Yeah. So... Even to this day, there have been hauntings in modern times in the Hoosack Tunnel. It's become kind of like a ghost hunter pilgrimage now, as a matter of fact. Is it still in use as a railroad thing? In 1976, a local parapsychologist went to the tunnel to see what he could see. Just studying the thing, right? What is a parapsychologist? That's someone who studies uh, ghostly, supernatural phenomena. (laughs) Not just ghosts, but supernatural phenomena like ESP or whatever. He saw this parapsychologist said he saw a ghostly figure of a man in an old fashioned work clothes. I, my first question is, how do you know they're old fashioned work clothes? Because denim overalls have never gone out of style and God willing, never will never go will. out of style. So never. maybe they're old timey, maybe he's just retro. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, he said the figure had a glowing white aura around it. Oh, then that's a good one. That's a, that's ghost. a good ghost. That's yeah. a ghost. Oh, because oh, it's white? Uh, yeah. Sort of racist. Yeah. What if it's a black aura? Is it, is it evil then, Carrie? Mm, I don't think there is a black aura. Okay. All right. All right. There's do. like a red aura. Yeah. That's evil. Oh, I see. 
I see. So that's just, you guys are a colorist. <laughs> the parapsychologist wondered if it was the same apparition that Owens and McKinstry had seen way back in 1872, or if it was just a coincidence that his, uh, this parapsychologist claimed to see the same ghost Owens and McKinstry claimed to have seen 104 years earlier. So he, you know, was he just sort of piggybacking on their story? I don't yeah. know. You be, the, you be the judge. Probably. I mean, who can say if, if it was the same ghost or not? Oh, that's right. Everyone. Everyone. Can Anyone say. can say that it was or wasn't. <coughs> and it wasn't. Excuse me. So even a philosophy professor from the prestigious North, North Adams State College. <laughs> Sorry. Prestigious. I'm kind of a dick. Uh, I'm Elitist sure it's a fine, fine, fine college. I've just never heard of it. His name is Ollie Allmaker. Oh, that's a good name. That's he, cool. Yeah, it is a cool name. He told a local magazine of his scary experience in the tunnel in 1984. Quote from Ollie, I have been in the tunnel only once, accompanied by a railroad official, and can attest to the claim that it is an eerie place. I had the uncomfortable feeling that someone was walking closely behind me in the darkness and would tap me on my shoulder, or worse, pull me into some unknown and unspeakable horror at any moment. So he was scared in a tunnel. Yeah. That's his proof of, of a ghostly visitation. <laughs> he got scared. He pushed out. He whizzed himself. Allmaker added that college students had ventured into the tunnel to leave a tape recorder. And uh, they, so they basically, a, a bunch of students had, had gone in the tunnel, put a tape recorder, turned it on, and took off, right? The next day, according to Ollie, I guess these are students he knows, uh, they retrieved their tape recorder and they played the tape. This is from, was that the sound of, quote, muffled human voices they heard on the tape? Hmm. Again, who can say it was or wasn't? Everyone. I can say. But they had something on the tape that sounded like muffled human voices from, yeah. from the tunnel. Because, yeah, couldn't have been muffled human voices from someone else in the tunnel. <laughs> I don't know. So if you're tempted to go ghost hunting on your own in the Hoosag Tunnel, be careful. The Boston and Maine Railroad Company still runs about 12 trains a day through the tunnel. And you might even get more than a scare if you go in the tunnel or, or a bloody death from a freight train. Yeah. yeah. The same thing might happen to you that happened to this one adventurous man who entered the tunnel in 1973. He entered on the western end at North Adams. People, folks saw him walking into the tunnel, out of view, and he was never seen again. Dun, dun, dun. That happened in 1973, Carrie. If you went, I don't know more proof you need than that. A person went into the tunnel, he wasn't seen again. Was he a drifter? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so what do you think? That's the story of the Hoosack Tunnel. Again, as I, people are still, you know, look into it, go there on pilgrimages. Yeah. Hang out with tape recorders, that whole thing. It's creepy as hell. I wonder if it's ever been on one of those ghost hunter Probably. Shows. I feel like a lot of stuff in that area... Not Massachusetts, but like in actually, I do feel like like New North, England, yeah. New England be a, has because it's so yeah. old. historical yeah. for for America. Yeah. Some of these homes are more than twenty years old. <laughs> Los Angeles, yeah, stuff is 200, 300, 400 yeah. years old. Yeah, that for you know in Europe is like oh my god, shut the fuck up. Oh really, serious? bitch? Okay. That cathedral, you see that twelve hundred years old? Shut. That's up. a new home. <laughs> <laughs> it's made of rock. So the uh, uh, I mean, I'm gonna go. I go? don't want to go. Yeah, I, wanna go. Sure, I don't want to go just because I don't want to be killed by a train. I don't want to be killed by a train either, turns you... out. But, you know, I'm sure they have a, a posted schedule. We can go what, and we can... Is it so narrow? There's no walkway? Or uh, there probably is. I'm yeah. sure there is. Yeah. Well, yeah, I remember that just one guy jumped out of the way just in time. Yeah. Just yeah. Okay. Stay off All the right. tracks. Oh, so, you're, so you're, up, you're up for it? 
the trip to Massachusetts? Yeah. I would love to go to Massachusetts. Let's do it. I've never been to Massachusetts. Me neither. Wait. No. I've never <laughs> been outside of California. Have I? I might yes, have, you I have. Like maybe, I don't know. You might I have been in I, Boston, maybe. I've been in Connecticut. I mean, you've been New to York, Arizona. Jersey, but I don't count that. I was, I don't yeah, remember you're it. You were like six weeks. You were a fetus. I was a baby, baby. Doesn't count. You're you a were baby. a toddler. You don't remember it. Like, I've been to Nebraska, but I was like a year old, so I don't remember that. Yeah didn't happen to me. I don't remember it didn't happen. No pictures. So no that's pictures. the story of the, I have pictures. of the haunting of the bloody pit. That is freaky. Carrie's yeah. not buying it. It's a tragedy. Yes, it, okay, several, many. Tragedies. As in the construction of lots of early things in these United <laughs> States. <laughs> but is. I don't believe it's haunting. You're not buying the haunting parts. No. You're not nope. buying this, the, the agonizing screams of pain. You're not it's... buying the uh, blue light. You're not buying the... Nope. Lightning bugs. It's all very confirmation <laughs> bias, in my opinion. Yes. All these things are, sure. Yeah. Even the, the ones who, at least two of those ghost hunters were absolute materialists who said they didn't expect to find anything remotely but, supernatural. But they're ghost hunters. No, they so. were I, I used that phrase. <laughs> they, were, they were there to essentially tell the miners, see, nothing to see here. Um, and they both came out saying, don't go in there. It's scary. Well, it could still be a creepy place. And maybe, They you got know, the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, yeah. The stories just got the better of them. And my, my, my stab at the, at the, in terms of explanation is the, the, the original one. It's just it's some kind of a wind interacting with the, you know, uh-huh. crevices of the tunnel. Yeah. And, but apparently, if so, at least at the time, it made what sounded to people who didn't believe the stories eerily like human sound yeah like human whales and, and such i mean that would be so yeah. this could be just a, a weird freak of wind and stone that caused that amazingly peculiar sound i'm assuming since you don't since no one's ever got that on tape that somehow the structure has changed and that sound is not being repeated anymore yeah but in the 1860s and 70s it was it was happening yeah i don't know why that would be what why if the sound was ever produced, why it isn't anymore? Well, who knows? Just a uh, you know, rocks could have been. It could have been the internal structure could have been changed. Along the, the earth way. changes. They smooth it yeah. out or whatever, right? Or, or wherever the wind was coming from, that ventilation shaft could have been. You know, who knows? There's all kinds of ways it could be changed. A lot it's of not time like it's has completely passed. Static for the last 150 years, as that is utterly completely static in, inside that tunnel, Carrie. Sure, but damn you! You say who knows? <laughs> Somebody should know. What? (laughs) Somebody. I want answers. Damn it. So, okay. That's the Husek Tunnel. That's interesting. Hope you enjoyed that. that. I like that one. Creepy little ghost story for you. Yeah. Jerry doesn't buy it. Is Emma? I'm Um, not so sure. I want it to be true. Oh, I I would love to see a ghost. I would love to see a ghost. A nice one. Yeah, I would would rush up to it. Probably scare it because I'd be so eager. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm a huge fan. I'm such a fan. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. Sign this, please. Um, I'm immaterial. I can't sign anything. Uh, Well, these ghosts grabbed a gun. Yes. Those ghosts grabbed a gun. They they were like, what's this? Actually, uh, of all the stories, the most bullshitty one is the the Emoko guy who says that he heard ghosts, you know, saving him. Dude, you just made Oh, the, the boy? Yeah, the 18 year old who chipping chipping ice yeah, yeah. run Joe run he oh, saved know. my okay. life why because it's just it sounds stupid it sounds, sounds like a sounds like a reader's digest story yeah meant to you know good ghost the ghost that saved my life I, mean, I married my ghost <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good story <laughs> so, Carrie why don't you tell them where they can find us please weird world podcast on Facebook 
and Instagram and Patreon, Weird World Pod on Twitter, and Weird World Podcast at gmail.com. Dean's doing weird stuff under the table. Put my glasses away. Jesus. Well, why'd you have to do it under the table? Because I, I, I was trying to muffle the noise. Oh. Damn you. <laughs> Dean's doing weird stuff under the table. Okay, Gary, you need to explain that. We just Thank did. you for listening. Until next time. Oh, also, what? if you oh. happen to listen to us on iTunes, do us a big favor and rate us and review us. Please and thank you. But only if you're going to give us like at least four or five oh, stars. Oh, five. Five. <laughs> and only if you say you fudging love us. Fudging, yes. Please keep it clean. Keep it clean. Right. This is a family show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally. All right. See ya. But bye. thank you for listening anyway. Thank you. Bye, 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 bye.